This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Weekly Dish Podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com. And if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hello, Weekly Dishers. It's Stephanie Hansen, and summer is here. You know I'm a huge fan of grilled steaks, and locally raised Peterson Craftsman Meats have sustainably grazed dry-aged beef. They rotationally graze their cattle, which helps capture carbon from the air so it's better for the environment, and it makes for delicious melt-in-your-mouth beef steaks and burgers that grill up beautifully all summer long. You know I love a ribeye with a side of peppery arugula dressed with lemon juice, olive oil, Parmesan cheese. Yum, that's my favorite dinner. Visit localfoodisessential.org and take the Eat Local Pledge. You commit to replacing one food grown far away with locally grown food each time you shop. It's easier to do than you think. You stop by your local food co-op or a farm stand, you visit the farmer's market, and you look for local food wherever you shop. Whether that's local chicken, milk, eggs, or veggies, localfoodisessential.org will get you started. If you can't make it to Lakewinds, please visit your neighborhood food co-op. Lakewinds Food Co-ops are in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. Find out more at lakewinds.com. Here on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I am here with Molly Herman today. Guten Morgen. It's Guten still, Morgen. It's still Morgan. It's still Morgan. Um, Hansen is, I believe, at a family event this weekend. Visiting her brothers, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a baby shower thing. A distanced baby shower thing. So that's what I think is going on. Cool. If I remember correctly. <laughs> a lot of things to He's keep somewhere track. in the van. The He's new van. The, yeah, I don't know. Did they take Winnie. the van? I, I think don't know. I saw on Instagram that she did. I know. The Winnie, if you haven't heard, she did sell the, the... The Wonder van. The Wonder Bread van, and they bought a Winnie Bago, and they're calling it Winnie or something, which yeah. is not fair, because every Winnebago is called Winnie. you got to come up with a better name. Right. I'm going to challenge well, her and you have Well, and you have a dog in your family named Winnie. Right. Winnie is my dog. My other dog. <laughs> Jake is my first dog. <laughs> Wonder how Jake feels about that. He doesn't care. He's not up. Are you kidding me? It's 10 a.m. <laughs> We're going to be lucky if I phone call when I get out of here and be like, um, are you going to get up today? Or But it's summer and he's a teenager. Yep. Whatever. Let it roll. I know. Well, guess what time it is. It's time for top two in hour two. Give him the old one. All right, this is the time of the show, you guys, that we tell you a couple things that we're sort of obsessed about, really on our minds, and we're loving this week. So, Miles, why don't you go first? What's your first one? Oh, gosh. Um, so, or do you want me to go first? No, I, can, I got it. You got it? Uh, I can do this. So, you know how 
when everybody's working at home, you just learn more about people? <laughs> I, the people in your home? Yes. People in your home. Or the people on the other and how side. how work. And, you know, one of those things is I know that my husband... Um, just he eats a lot. He is so thin and lean, and but his metabolism has, is like we need to bottle it. I know it's unfortunate, but so he always eats Cliff bars. Oh, and I, you know, I have never been a Costco shopper in the past, but our our good friend Kelly O'Reilly in this in this current environment yes. has allowed me in to these go unprecedented with her times. to buy more bulk items and you know that kind of stuff. And so he wanted me to get some Cliff bars, and I looked, and they had like two flavors that he was going to hate. And so I picked up these other bars. They're called the Perfect Bar. The Perfect And I'm like, bar. well, I'm just going to try these. Give it a shot. And he loves them. Oh! And I love them. And the fact that we can both agree on one of them, like one bar, instead of having two different things in our house, is a big deal. Is a big deal. So it's all real food, whole food. Um, and there's some superfoods in there. But it's basically a nut butter base. And so it's a refrigerated bar. That can it can be out of the refrigerator for a couple of days, but for long term storage, you're supposed to refrigerate it. Okay. And you guys, they're delicious. They have so many flavors. I put a link up um, for Facebook okay. on our grid. Hope we'll put that um, up. But it's called Perfect Bar, uh, and we're kind of digging them. Are they local? Did you say or no? They're not local. Okay, that's fine. They're not local. That's but okay. It is something that we have discovered uh, during the pandy. Okay, the pandy and you loving, and it's a quick snack. Is it a meal? Re- is it like a, it's not a replacement. It's not a meal replacement. It is literally sort of like the snack bar that has protein and, and can sustain your energy. Okay. They're, they're about, you know, I'm going to say the average is probably 200 calories a bar. Okay, cool. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, and gluten-free. I, and they're gluten-free? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my first one, you guys, is actually something that uh, a good friend of ours, Mike Henderson, uh, who is a friend of the show, and he's also a state fair buddy, he alerted me to the fact that you can now buy Minnesota State Fair cups. Like, for for your picnic, for your get-together, just to help get you through this month of August that's coming. Um, you can now, you know, have the great Minnesota get together just on your patio. So the pricing is pretty sweet. Actually, it's 12 bucks for a sleeve of 50 of the 12 ounces. If you want to go up to the big 20 ounces, it's 16 bucks for a sleeve of 50. So you show up with a couple 20s and you're set. But you do have to go to the fair office to get them. Here's the thing. You do have to go to the fair office and uh, it is cash or check only. So if you still have checks, does anybody know where a checkbook is? I don't have a checkbook. <laughs> I haven't written a check. I mean, I think there must be a checkbook somewhere in somewhere. my house. Somewhere. Right. But anyway, I know there are people who still do this. Yes. Um, but cash or check only. Cup sales are going to take place at the fairgrounds uh, ticket office on select days. And those days were yesterday. <laughs> but also the 17th, 24th, and 31st from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then the 14th, 21st, and 28th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we will put the link up so that you can have that so that if you are driving and trying to write that down, you don't have to, okay? I, I love that they're trying to give you a little bit of the state fair. I know. When we can't have it. I know. I mean, well, and might as well because, like, there's, you know, I think they're just sitting on those. Uh, those cups could stay till next time around, of course. But Do they have a year on them? I don't think they do. No. Okay. No. And that would so be kind of silly. They would be able to hold them, but again, maybe this is a thing of selling them, and then they'll then they'll still put the order in next year for the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can help to make some monies. Um. So I love that. So yeah. So I'm feeling like I'm going to go show up for that. Apparently, there was a line. I have heard already Good. on the tenth there was a line. Um. So 
I love that. Like, let's just go do that. Fun. Okay, what's your second one? So my second one is not a product. It is a movement. It is a movement. Uh, It is called Local Food is Essential. And if you go to my Instagram page, Molly L. Herman, there's a link in my bio, you guys. And we'll put a link up on the um, Weekly Dish Facebook page. Um, But basically, it is a group of um, folks that have gotten together to support local food producers and restaurants that are feeling the effects of this COVID-19 pandemic. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of different ways you can get involved to support local producers. One, you can, of course, there's a yard sign you can purchase because that's the that's the new thing. Masks we, and yard signs. Yeah. Ma- t- you know what? Y- yard signs are the T-shirts of your house. There you go. There it is. I like that. I just got to that. You need to, yeah. to patent that. I'll put it on a T-shirt Trademark. and a yard sign. There, just to cover your bases. <laughs> So you can buy your yard sign. You can pledge money, just donate money outright to to help um, the the movement and the producers. And one thing that they they have a challenge that you can do, and that's what I would like to ask everybody to do, is if you um, can pick out something in your pantry or your refrigerator, just one item every month that you change over to a locally sourced product. It helps tremendously, you guys. Um, Lakewinds Food Co-op is participating in this, and I know you can buy tons of local uh, goods there. I'm sure there's other um, grocery stores that you can purchase them at as well. So the link to the website is is up on Facebook or in my Instagram page, and buy local. Local food is essential. Plus, guys, it's a cute little yard sign. It is. It's very nice. Like if you're definitely wearing a T-shirt for your house, you know, putting it on, then I like that one. I like that the beat, the graphic of the beat yeah. with the heart. Yeah. Like I just, I, I want that on a T-shirt. Super cute. Do they have a T-shirt? Let me look. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, that would be great. Why don't you look? While you're looking. They I'm do. A, they have a T-shirt. Oh, they do have a T-shirt. Good. Hey, here's the, here's my number two, which is like kind of everybody on Instagram's number one. It seems like everybody's talking about Bebezito. Oh yes. Oh my God. Instagram was flooded with it the other day. I know it is literally everybody because it's a new ice cream shop. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to have 80 plus degree weather, what better thing to do than to open an ice cream shop? There's got to have been a line for God's sakes, I think. But here's the deal. It is a premium ice cream shop. Like mm-hmm. it's delicious and exciting and fun and good. And this baby Zito is the work of uh, Ben Spangler, who was the original opening chef at Milk Jam Creamery. Yes. And he is uh, a tattooed ice cream genius is what he is. <laughs> and his, he, his uh, fiance, Gabby, who they opened the store together with, she's got the design chops and she's got all sorts of cool things about the store. Great wallpaper. Um, and tile work. And it's a really fun little place. And it's right next to Cafetto between Hums, you know, on, yep, yep, yep. on Lindale, right off Lindale, up the hill a little bit. And it's basically a scoop shop, you know, like any other. They do have pints to say. So if you don't want to sit around and wait for an ice cream or if you're, you know, that situation Avoiding. where, yeah, you're not, you, or you don't want to sit in your car or anywhere, you want to get home with it. Also bring your a own pack, bag. your own <laughs> freezer bag, P.S., but uh, it's wonderful, and it's it's like some of the it's really rich, beautiful ice cream. That's the thing. Like I think it's not cheap. That's my point. Like two scoops will cost you nine bucks. Whoa! Yeah. So How much is a pint? 
Um, five bucks, I think. Uh, no, it's no. got to be more than that. Yeah, it's ten bucks, maybe. Okay, because no. that's what we got milk jam last night. So yeah. and that, it was ten bucks a pint. Yeah, so that's, that's so a, I guess that's normal. That's normal. Yeah. I haven't been to I haven't been there for a while. Or so it's I don't on know. par anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys, we're actually going to take a break. We have a couple callers. If you guys want to hold, we are going to take you in the next segment. So if you just want to hold on, we'll get to you in a few seconds. So we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk one oh seven one. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. You know what? Food brings out the passion in people. And people love to talk about food. And so why wouldn't we talk about the people and to the people who are growing our food? We have an opportunity, you guys. Common Ground, Minnesota on Facebook is a place where women farmers are able to answer your questions about the food scene and the way that they grow food. They are ready to engage. They just want to talk about how they grow food, what they think about why they grow food, and all the things that have to do with the way that your family is eating local foods and what they're growing. Remember that you always have an opportunity to check in and chat with farmers in Minnesota at Common Ground Minnesota. It's right on Facebook. It's on Instagram. You can check them out on Common Ground, M-I-N-N. They're ready to answer any and all of your questions. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman. And we are talking about all sorts of crazy things. Um, food, Just food and fun related. Yeah. <laughs> Just food, right? Right, actually. Um, we did have a couple calls, but they didn't stay on the line. But I did want to address some of the questions. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, we wanted to know that someone wanted to know about what was the what was the takeout box that Suze Ellickson was talking about before she got cut off at the end of last hour. And that is the Grand Cafe box meal kit yeah the meal kit it's i i I don't think of it as takeout just because it is such a it's a grander thing than it is it is it it is not like order it and sit down to eat it is you cook it is it teaches you how to cook it teaches it gives you all the instructions it portions everything out you know um i did get one of those too and it was just a lovely experience it was Mm -hmm. a lot you know Mm -hmm. um but it was like there was like a pizza in there for snack time like a dough ball and some sauce that i could make and throw together there's also but it's different every week and you know it's like a pre-order you have to pre-order it's like a 400 hundred dollar kit but it gives it feeds you and your family for like a week or more right you know and they do have, again, it's the experience of it because they have those interactive pieces. And um, what I was saying before we got cut off was that uh, their sommelier and wine expert, uh, Scarlett, is doing a wine tasting in this next kit oh. um, that you walk through with her. So there's there's experiences like that. that yeah. is, it is much more than takeout. No, and in fact, it's it's a really great idea. I think like if you can gift someone to someone, mm-hmm. and it comes delivered to their house. Like it comes, you know, Minnesota Ice brings it to their house. Um, so it's kind of a wonderful thing to get dropped on your doorstep if you are... You know, someone who it's like a huge box and it's just pretty and it's fun and it's lovely. And so it's from Grand Cafe. You can order it through the Minnesota Ice website as well. You can just go to Grand Cafe, their website and find it, too. Um, The second question was about uh, someone called in and she was looking for things to send to her daughter in New York that were kind of a state fair thing. And so we said, you know, obviously go down and get the cups. You can't ship them. You have to actually go buy them and then ship them yourselves. But the pretzel lady, you guys all know that the pretzel house lady who is, uh, the pretzel house is my obsession with this at the safe fair. Is like it's it? the thing I love and get the, that is personally mine that okay. I love the most. And I dip it in my gopher 
malt. Um, <laughs> but the pretzel lady ships, and she's not because she's obviously the stand is not necessarily just at the Minnesota State Fair. They have a few stands, um, and so I'm going to put her. Hope's going to put that up on the uh, the Facebook page. The pretzel lady who you can get these. Pretzel shipped to you. That's awesome. I know. I might actually ship some to myself, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and the last one was someone was looking for more snacks, kind of like what you were saying, um, you know, as far as snack bars and things like that. Um, are there any things, uh, other things that like your high metabolism husband eats on the quick? Well, and it, like, I mean, smoothies are, we're doing a lot more smoothies than we've ever done before. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and adding a little, you know, scoop of protein in there or whatever, so mm-hmm. it, it lasts a little longer. It's not just a sugar bump. I yeah. think that's what we're trying to avoid, right? Is right. Whole foods that aren't so full of sugar that you're spiking and then just hungry and tired. Yeah. Right um, I will tell you that I have been eating more, like if I cut up a cucumber and then I let that sit in the fridge mm-hmm. next to the hummus, like in a bowl, that is the quick grab is the, a couple scoops of hummus and a couple slices of cucumber. That's and that's easy. But it's like for some reason, having the sliced cucumber next to it, like literally makes in the fridge, easy. makes it more of a, a thought process. Yeah, I'm an I'm an app sliced apple and almond butter gal. Yeah, totally. And the peanut butter. Have and you seen the chickpea mm. peanut butter? The chickpea butter? No. So there's it's a new one. It's a Minnesota brand and I got to I'll find it. But they're also doing like a Nutella chickpea nutella i know and that might be interesting for you it's i didn't love it but i also don't have like do you like peanut butter i love peanut butter okay well and see so for those of you that don't know my son aj is yeah is allergic to most nuts except for almonds um and hazelnuts we found out so he can have nutella but we're we're always looking for like you know the boys have soy butter and jelly all the time yeah like that's their you should look i bet they have it at lake winds i bet i know that they had it at uh I don't know if it was at Lund's or what, but it was okay. Lund's and Byerly's, but it was good. I'm going to Lake Winds today. Oh, there you, you are. There you are. Um, okay, so those are a couple of just, you know, ideas for snacks. Maybe we'll do a, a bigger, longer snack segment, you know, uh, for summer th- next week. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about tipping because that is something that is kind of happening and turning in a strange way in town. And um, if you're dining out, you'll notice that there is now a surcharge on everything or it seems like it is um so let's talk about this have you have you seen any of the any of the totally have the service charges yeah um and i just like to say you know this was such a big deal before in the before in the before and now it's not a big deal everybody just accepts it and i think that we just had to you know wrap our minds around like oh no the restaurants deserve to get paid for, yeah, and the restaurant workers deserve to get paid for uh, what they're doing. But I don't even know if it's, and I don't even know if, I think you have a privileged position coming from inside the industry a little yeah. bit, but the idea that, I think the weird part is, is that it had to take the entire industry to get zeroed out. Like, we mm-hmm. had to bring everybody down to nothing, and then start to rebuild it back up, and then I think it took the confidence of that to let these the industry go, we have to we have to rejigger some things, mm-hmm. and because they're coming back in a different way, even though we don't really feel like it's a different way because we've been getting takeout, and now we're starting to like trickle into patios and maybe indoor every once in a while, um, and it feels maybe mostly the same to us. I think that there's, but knowing that the internal way that this is all working, this is still on the momentum of change. There still mm-hmm. will be changes that are coming. Um, beyond like the open and then when they get to full capacity things will change too 
Sure. So one of the things that's changing is the price of everything. I don't know if you've noticed this. I've noticed a little uptick. Things are either they're upticking in price, and that's a lot of it has to do with you know supply chain and 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 Absolutely. ingredient costs. I mean, beef right now, you guys, is very expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Well, and. I, you know, a lot of folks are adding even just a compostable charge on top of all of that. If you're if you're ordering over, you know, like five things, they're adding a compostable charge, or maybe it's with a compostable every, charge. So for their compostables that they're that they're oh. doing your food in, yeah, um, the containers that they're yeah, putting the your containers. food in, because those are costs that they didn't have before, right? And that's a lot of you know with masks. If you're working, then mm-hmm. you know the the restaurant is supposed to provide you with a mask if you mm-hmm. are working. And hand sanitizer and cleaning solutions to make sure that between you sittings that everything is clean. You know, this is something that those are all costs that they didn't have to work before. And it's also taking more hours, which and, is yeah. payroll. Yeah. So so those all costs. So there's so if you see a charge on the bottom of your check, it's you know, there's there's a couple different things that are happening with it too though. They're saying there's places that are saying it is it is a wellness charge and that's that's the p that's like the personal protection equipment the mask mm-hmm. the stuff or uh they're saying that it is an admin fee that's a new one is they're saying admin fee which would mean that it's covering everything that all of that includes okay in and and they are now so but the service thing is new because basically rolling that all into one mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is say that um we're we don't want you to pay our staff their wage anymore we want to take all of the costs and roll it into this and yet you can't really amp up the food price necessarily instead we're taking that thing that you used to pay on top of that and saying this is what the food cost is but here's what everything else that goes with it so one does that make sense i'll say yes but what i've seen is that so there's a little uptick in the the food price maybe Mm. just a buck or two more than it was on the regular menu there's a service charge that's added to cover those things, but then the tips are still optional. And it, there, I've seen some language on the bottom that says the service charged is not, in, that's not a tip. No, and they're doing that so that you know that they, so that they don't get in trouble with the law. It's not so that you will make a tip. Right. They're doing it to say, if you, for some reason, want to pay this one employee their dollar, you know, dollars more for this service, you can do that. But that has nothing to do with the overall working of the restaurant, which is what that charge is now a part of. So now with takeout... That's the whole thing. We're going to have to come okay. back. Welcome back to Weekly Dash. Thanks for joining us today. By the way, if you missed any of this, if you're just tuning in, you know that you can, of course, find us wherever you get your podcasts um, and Podcast One and listen to the whole hour and, and just sort of sit back with your coffee on your deck yeah. or your cocktail. Get if the it's My a Talk Sunday. 107 app. Right. Put it in your ears, you mow the lawn, however you need to do it. Um, so here's the thing. I, uh, the kids, we did have a little clutch of humans at our house the other day and a very small clutch and they all decided someone brought over a giant gallon of orange drink, whatever that was. And then it was like, we, uh, we all sat around than anything else. Oh God, we sat around and it was, I, I couldn't, t- it's not like there was a name on it. It's not like there was a brand. I don't even know what it was. It was from a gas station. And then it was this moment of like, oh, we should just make popsicles out of it. And so then we basically ran around my house looking for popsicle trays, which of course don't exist anymore because I don't know. I feel like I, well, you didn't have tiny humans he's 17, at home right? Yeah. yeah. Everybody in my house was 17 or older. So, um, couldn't find them. Then we ended up putting in a muffin tin. 
sticking that's that in the fridge freezer. But then I thought, you know what? It's time to popsicle. It really is time to actually popsicle. And so I ordered easy enough, you guys, 11 bucks on Amazon. I got 125 little popsicle sleeves, like freezy pops. That you normally get in like those yep. giant things. So I got them and they're basically, they had come with a little rubber funnel. And so you fill your popsicle sleeve, then you Ziploc it, you stick it in the freezer. Boom, done. You have popsicle. Okay, I might come over to your house for a tiny stash. I mean, I have 125. I'm never yeah, going to make that I'm guessing many. you're not going to make 125. I probably should have just absolutely brought those in. Because here's my thing. Do you have, have you popsicled often like in your life? When AJ was smaller. And, and did you, to be fair, I just got rid of a popsicle mold, like, at the beginning of the spring. Well, and they're obviously way better than when we were kids, which was, like, those hard plastic things with, like, the, the ring that you had to, like, insert in, and then it was always, yeah. I don't know, they were, like, chewed up by the dishwasher and but stuff. But it was, like, a, I had a small, like, four-pack one, yeah. you know, from Ikea or something well, like that. Well, there's a lot of great, like, that, I will say that the silicone technologies that have evolved since we were kids. So much better. So much better. I like the Freezy Pop bag idea, though, because then, first of all, they'll lay flat. Thank you. They lay flat. Not only that, but then you throw it all away. There's no washing of anything. Yeah. Besides the mold before you get in there. And easier to store when you're not using them. Exactly. Hmm. It's a Ziploc bag, basically. I love this. So I'm wondering, though, like, what am I going to put in my popsicles? Because, and I was wondering, like, you know me. The first thing I want to know is how, what's the booze that I'm going to freeze to put in my mix? I have a boozy recipe I can give you. So let's talk about that. Go ahead. First of all, this would be a perfect thing to do for bourbon slush. I know. Immediately thought that. Immediately. Which you already have the recipe somewhere. I can resend it to you if yeah. you need me to. Although the recipe I have, I think, is gigantic party proportions, which we're, we're not doing anymore. No. Um, so I'll see if I can scale it down. Oh, my God. Yeah, you do. Actually, I only have the punch. Like, it's, the, the, it's, it's for like, your, like, 60 yeah. to 80 percent gallons. Party it's in gallons. Sort of if we can scale that. Because that's how we used to roll in the before. In the before. Uh, so watermelon rosé granita. Oh, and you can make this without the popsicles. Yes. So let me tell you how to do that. And okay. then we'll talk about your popsicle situation. Okay. So granita, normally you would put it in a dish, sort of fl- a flattish square dish that you could then take a, a fork and scrape it to get those sort of flaky, flaky, like while it's freezing, like yes. it, you freeze it for a little bit, you, you pull stir it out it and, and fork it to get that, that um, sort of crushed yeah. texture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's too fussy for it's me. It's too fussy. And so what we always used to do, and uh, what I still do, which you just found in your freezer, because I dropped some by That's right. about a month ago, um, Ziploc bag, put it in there, lay it flat in your freezer, and then just pick it out every once in a while and squish it. Yeah. And then just lay it flat again. Yeah. And then you have the te- the same granita texture without having to do That's all That's a really good idea. And spilling it in your freezer. I hate that whole like open thing. Yeah. The way that you're supposed to scrape it. No, no. Yeah. So, also, I don't have flat space. <laughs> Let's be clear. I have a mountain of craziness in there, my freezer. There's probably a lot of people that don't have a lot of flat space yeah. in their freezer. Yeah. Um, so, but it would work perfectly in your little popsicle sleeves. Well, because then you could like just leave a out. little leave leave room at the top for it to make sure you're leaving. Well, no there's matter a fill, what you do. There's a fill line. Okay, good. There's a fill line marker on the bag good. already, so then I know it that expanding. because it expands. Yes. But listen, let's talk about the fact that alcohol doesn't necessarily freeze fast it will freeze eventually so you have to have a higher ratio of like the liquid non-alcohol liquid and sugar right to 
to get it to that freezing point. And to be clear, alcohol doesn't freeze like no. if it's just itself. Like that's why people put their vodka in the freezer because well, that's not why, but it's lovely right. that cold. That's a, I should do that too. Mm. That sounds good. I do have some limoncello in the freezer that has been there for like two years. Well, now's the time to I pop think it you're up right. and pop that baby out. Put that with uh, like do a simple syrup, like a um, thyme li- simple syrup or something. Yeah, and and a little bit of limoncello and put that in your popsicles. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. And so, then invite me over for a socially right for sit across. I'll sit on the other end of your damn table. I'll bring him to you. <laughs> there you go. And then we'll just sit across your table and do that. So, what do you think about putting whole fruits in these things? Is that a, is that good or is that bad? Like like a cut of kiwi or a cut of banana or how big are they? Are they're they pretty like a narrow. Sleeve. They're like they're like. Oh, you could so you uh, or almost a chunk. like a, almost like the pal- paletta, like you know where yeah. you're layering the fruit, they're, like to make it pretty. Do you do you think if that that's wide enough? I think of, you could. Is it a waste? Of, I mean, if it's their chunks, or is that a waste of time? Is that going to make it harder to freeze? I think it'll make it harder to push out if you're doing the push pop thing. This is true. So I would you're right chunk it up or blend it up so that it's you know you can still see bits of fruit in it. Yeah. Um, this would also be great for like yogurt and smoothies to freeze. Well, this was my next question. What about like a creamy yeah. situation, like a creamsicle? Do you what do you have any? Uh, so this one, I do have a little guide, the ultimate guide to popsicles, which they don't. These aren't freezy pops, which is what I think of my little squeezy things as. Sure. But nonetheless, they're saying whole milk plain Greek yogurt is great for mm-hmm. making popsicles for sure because um, it has a lower water content than regular yogurt, meaning less water crystals to make them icy. And you don't want skim milk because it is higher water content and then it's going to be more like ice milk it's not yes. going to be that creamy yes that you want they also say full fat coconut milk from a can yes. is another great basis for making healthy you know good creamy popsicles um, that and that's great. got a soft melt in your mouth texture Ooh, i'm gonna do that mm. i gotta go get some of that full fat coconut milk from a can i am big on coconut milk and not coconut Here's the deal. Someone brought me a cookie home from work and there was butterscotch and coconut in it. And I pulled it apart and I was like, oh, it's got the coconut oh, bones. Oh, you don't like the shreds. I don't like the bones. I feel like they're those little shreddy bones of coconuts. I don't want them. Don't want them. We're just finding out all sorts of things about you today. I know. There's like, again, these are the things you learn when you are. When you have two hours of radio. Yeah, when you have. <laughs> When you don't go out to restaurants anymore. <laughs> when, we, when we dig deep within ourselves. We dig deep. Okay, talk about, have you ever hidden the veggie in a popsicle? Have you ever done it? Have you ever, like, blended up some spinach? No. No. And would you? No. <laughs> but that is because but I But, like, have, a green smoothie. I have a, I have a son who eats vegetables very well, so I, I never had to... I never had to, I've never had to... I've never had to hide. Hide them. And in fact, when I do hide them, they're like, why are you trying, why, like the the famous black bean brownies, Matt was like, now he doesn't trust me ever again. And Matt, will, he's like, I would eat black beans. He's like, why are you making me a brownie? <laughs> I don't get it. And I was what like, did we do wrong? And every time I make a baked good now, from now on, black and he, he looks at me and goes, are there black beans in this? <laughs> he does not trust me. Like, I think the trust is... Gone. Broken. Yeah. But there's people who are saying that spinach has a neutral flavor and it blends seamlessly into most mixtures. So by adding like some to like, you know, maybe like, but it, it's going to be green. And I think that it, that's going to be, be a thing that tips it off. Yeah. Unless you do like a kiwi mint, like make yeah. everything else green. What about avocado? I would do an avocado coconut milk. I would do that with a lot of lime juice. Yeah. That might be interesting. Mm hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I think I like that. I think maybe and some then, tahine in there. Yes, yes. I would. By the way, that is on everything. I make. I'm putting tahine on like pizzas and and everything. Salads all over the place. All my eggs have, which is the spicy. I think it's is it tahine? Yeah, it's tahine. I always said tahine. Somebody yeah. tell us if, if I'm saying tahine. I don't know. Um, have you ever done uh, back to popsicles? Have you ever done like? Can you do a spark? Does it matter? Like, does a sparkle in there have any difference? Do you know? You you can do a sparkle, but again, if you're doing an alcohol sparkle, you can't put too much in there. Will it make an effect when it freezes? Like, is there anything? Do you ever get any sort of like a, you know, sparkle? You know, I'm, no? I don't know for sure, but what I would say on my first gut reaction is that you would almost need to do a flash freeze to preserve the bubbles. Otherwise, they might dissipate. Okay. I, Especially if you have something now in your Ziploc bags, maybe not because it's airtight. But, you know, in the popsicle molds, it's not it, it's not I airtight. I just wonder so I would what think that would the be bubbles like. would escape. I'm down. Um, here's one. Here's I'm going to put this. We're going to uh, we're going to post. I don't know if Hope already did that ultimate guide, but they have links to a ton of different recipes. You guys like within there that you want to do. Maybe you want to do the lemon buttermilk popsicles. That sounds good to me. Mm, I love a buttermilk. Good. I like buttermilk, like a little sour creamy kind of thing. And it, it's got buttermilk, lemon and thyme, which I love that idea. Um, they've got a blueberry, a blueberry cheesecake popsicle recipe, which that feels stranger to me quite honestly because you want to eat it oh but it has a little bit of cream cheese with the greek yogurt i guess that's how it makes a cheesecake yeah now one thing you asked if i would ever sneak vegetables in there one thing that i would do if i was wanting to be very you know out there yeah um i would use tomatoes because if when you treat tomato like the fruit that it is like the fruit that it is um you can you can make it would you not like sugar it like yeah, you would put sugar with it. Yeah, I would do that. Okay, I'm gonna get you some of those pop things, and you're gonna do okay. that because that's okay. I would I would eat that. I don't know if I would go far to do that myself. It would be sweet. It would be light tomato, but it would be sweet. Okay. Well, there are our popsicle. This is will it popsicle. This is your segment, your new segment. Will it popsicle? I think most <laughs> things. I think tomatoes would popsicle. I would also just for the record be a fully endorsed uh, savory popsicle maker. Like, I know that sounds weird and almost, but I mean, like, not like, like I would do a straight up like a jalapeno. That might be kind of fun mm-hmm. to do like jalapeno and water, you know, or like jalapeno in a oh. mix, a creamy jalapeno. I think you would still want to do a simple syrup and have some sugar in there to help would with you? the freezing process. Oh, maybe so. Otherwise it's, I mean, the water then would freeze, ice. but then it's just ice. Then it's and an then ice. It You're right. But even if it was a fat, like a Greek yogurt, maybe a Greek yogurt, jalapeno, and tahine. Why don't you give that I'm a try? try that we'll, ha- we'll have a little backyard taste test. All right. I love that. And uh, the watermelon rose granita link should also be up on Facebook. Okay. Did you did you get it, Hopi? Okay, good. All right, gang. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, some locals we love. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. We are wrapping it up. Shocking to think it's been two hours. It has, but it always goes so fast. I know. Um, I wanted you to know that someone has said that Foxy Falafel Falafel is now open Wednesday through Saturday, 12 to 7. Hallelujah. For takeout only, but those cheese curds are available. I might make a stop on my way home. I was going to say, it's It's right right there. Real close. 
You have to diddle around for an hour if they're open from 12 to 7. Oh, that's right. But you can probably figure that out. Okay. Um, and then Erin was wondering, she said, if those biodegradable cups, they're hard to store for a long time. They start to melt or get soft in heat and humidity about the State Fair cups. Because I was no. saying they could hold it. I don't think they're biodegradable. They are recyclable. Right. Also, compostable cups, I've stored them in cases for, you know, over a year and never had a problem. But probably in a house versus the fair. Well, I was thinking there's at also the kitchen. that. Oh, maybe. So okay. I, I, they don't break down as quickly as you think they do. Okay. That's good to know. Um, I, that's but really yes, good the, the state fair cups are not compostable. Yeah. They are recyclable. Right. Right. So oh, and no problem with that. Another idea for the state fair lady who wants to send stuff to her her uh, her daughter, daughter I think York. it was her daughter yeah. in New York is that uh, she did this this is uh, sending someone to Texas buy Sweet Martha's frozen dough bake cookies at home and then seal and send oh I think that's a great idea hmm. they arrived perfectly if you seal and send anything that is anything that is or just send the dough I guess if it's frozen you can well that's harder. Well, dry ice. I dry mean, ice. it's doable. It just depends on how much trouble you want to go to. This is true. This is all the measure of what do you, what do you Have really Have we looked at Sweet Martha's do? website? Did, maybe she offers shipping now. Oh, that would I'll make look. sense. You, you can talk. I'll yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So, okay. So, you know, there's still some stuff that uh, I want to point out are is going on for, you know, we talk about, usually it's like we talk about the pandy and there's nothing, you can't go out or anything else, but there are still some socially distanced things that are happening. Um, it is Bastille Day on next Tuesday. Is it already? It is. That means your summer is half Time over. just moves so fast. It does. Slow and fast. Yeah. I, I can't keep up. It's no. whiplash. It's, uh, what do they say? Every, every, what is it? Every week lasts... A month and every month only lasts 20 minutes. Right. It's like all of a like sudden that. you're like, oh, yeah. Um, but here's the deal. They are doing Bastille Day, uh, uh, Alliance Francaise, which is our local French chapter. Yep. They're doing a drive up at their place. Um, they're doing a drive-in uh, Bastille party. And so what you do is you reserve. It's free to reserve your parking space. And then you drive up. You park. Um, there's live music that's going to be coming through a certain channel on your car radio. Uh, they that's have cool. uh, fun little picnic things that you can get in. They're doing fresh crepes to order. They'll bring to your car. All this kind of fun stuff that still gets you into that Francais mood. So it is It, it is a taste. It is. It a is. taste of Bastille Day. It is a taste of Bastille Day. Uh, breaking news. Yeah. Sweet Martha's does not offer shipping, shipping at this time. Okay. Breaking news. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want you to know that uh, if you feel like you're in the mood for a road trip, not to Arkansas, but <laughs> to places a little closer, here's here's my recommendation for y'all, y'all. Burger Night on the farm, mm. which is Together Farms is my favorite Mondovi, Wisconsin farm. Yeah. Stephanie Schneider, Farmer Stuff. Gotta have a farmer stuff in your yeah. life. <laughs> you can um, never have too many Stephanie's. You really do. Um, she, and she's a kick, man. She is a lot of fun. Her whole family, uh, they have a farm in Mondovi. It's like maybe two hours. Maybe. Okay. And it's Eau Claire. It's like basically driving to Eau Claire and then you turn south. And um, for a little while longer. And it's in the rolling, gorgeous, beautiful hillsides. Um, you know, the farmland of Wisconsin. And it is, uh, they're doing it on Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, all summer long. It is 100% outside. And it is, not only that, it is, everything's outside and it's just a big, vast area. You can choose to go eat wherever you want on the farm. And you basically cool. walk up to the food truck, which is cooking your 100% grass-fed beef burgers, and they are 
delicious. Because it's Wisconsin, they get to have a beer bar on the farm. That was my next question. Beer and wine. So you don't have to pack your own. Okay. It's just there. You can have many taps of many different kinds of beers, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Um, and they have a campfire every night. They have a you know a band usually playing on the on the stage. They've got games like if you want to play, you know, cornhole or whatever. Sure. But here's the best thing: this year, new, they have campsites. Oh, they have six campsites. So you can drive out there. You can pitch your tent. You reserve your campsite with them. Yep. You can go pitch your tent. Um, and they do have like one, I think, camp house, you know, like a, uh, yeah, like a bunk house. Yeah. Um, but you otherwise you pinch your tent and then you can come back. You can hang out. You can take a tour of the farm. You can go on a walk. You can do so many cool things. And then and you they can have taste more beers. You can taste more home. beers. And then you don't have to drive that two hours home you mm-hmm. just get to go sleep under the stars kind so, of a cool idea it's very cool idea how much is the campsite do you know? i don't know okay. <laughs> okay. i was just curious you just have to go look i don't know how much our campsite not like i have a tent i was gonna whatever. say do you even do you ever camp <laughs> i used to when i was young but now we're not big campers now but we could borrow one i i think you could borrow one right or we could look into the bunkhouse situation right but i mean i think i think there's lots of people with tents that yeah. Would lend you their tents, people you know. Um, now that I'm going to, I'm just going to. I'm cl- betting that's something you can't buy right now too. I bet tents are sold out. Oh, I bet you tents are totally sold yeah. out. Um, yeah, you have to make a reservation to get your campsite for sure. Um, oh, it's like twenty five bucks. Oh, how camp. easy! Yeah, and they have like all these different ones where there's like there's sites called the furthest and the fanciest. And the Sunrise and Seclusion is the name of the site. I like the site that's <laughs> named Monkey Tree because apparently it's got some good trees to climb while you're there with your well, little, there you go. with your babies. So lots of good fun stuff there. Um, yeah, I don't know. The camping thing, I like the idea of it. And I know that there's a lot of people. I feel like the North Shore is jammed with people camping right now. Absolutely. I wonder how that's doing. I know more people that have gone up to the North Shore this summer than oh I think ever before. I know. Seriously. I mean, honestly. Um a little bit of a note about something we saw this week. Did you see the New York Times did a little spread on Minnesota restaurants? I did. Brett Anderson, who is, uh, you know, a writer for the New York Times, who is also a local Minnesota boy. Mm-hmm. He wrote about a new restaurant from Mateo Macby and Aaron Lucas called Crew, which is a NOLA-inspired restaurant. You guys, they've been on the show a couple times. Mm-hmm. Mateo, uh, when they had Model Citizen, which was their original restaurant attached to the brew pub out in the Western Boondocks. Yep. Um, but now they are, uh, they, they closed that. And then this year they moved into new Joseph or St. Joseph and they're opening this restaurant. Um, it should be open. They're doing takeout right now, but they're, I think they're hoping to open seating in certain ways coming up. Um, but it supports their endeavor to open up their own farm. And it's a really interesting thing because they, what they want to do is bring inner city kids you know, into the farm life and bring them out to the farm to be able to learn about food and cooking and how to grow your own food and how to really learn about the food system. So do they have the farm right now? Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. They have their farm. They're in the middle of like getting it set up to be, you know, to the hoop house and Mm -hmm. to grow things and everything else. But I love their, their efforts. And if you read the article, I think, I don't know, I haven't clicked in, I'll post it up, but it is a really great story about those two and also racial justice and about how they are really, you know, Mateo is, um, you know, an African-American man in rural areas who is really putting up a good example. Well, and educating, uh, 
in a town where there is not a lot of forms of education like that. True. All right, so that's one to read. 